Hello, welcome to the Taffy Marino podcast. I'm your host, Taffy, and I'm so glad that you joined me. Together, we are going to empower and encourage one another to do the good things God planned for us long ago. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back. Thanks again for joining me today. Uh, We are starting a new series this month uh, titled Developing a Strong Mind. We are going to cover that over the next four weeks, and I'm really excited about it. I think this is something that we need. It's, it's been a really interesting study, and um, I'm ready to jump right in. So we're talking about how to strengthen our minds. Why is this so important? I think it's important because our mind and our spirit are not the same. You've heard me say several times, and I've heard, I'm sure you've heard other ministers say it, is that um, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. They are connected, and they do affect one another. If I have an unhealthy soul or mind, because our, our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions, it will weaken my spirit. An unhealthy soul uh, will have conflict with the truth. It will cause us to trip up, and and if I have an unhealthy sl- uh, soul, excuse me, it will slow me down and the race that's in front of me. And so the word instructs us to regarding the mind. It instructs us to renew our minds, to prosper in our mind, to have the mind of Christ, to gird up the loins of our mind, to be careful how we hear things to have a sound, stable mind, and to have a restful, peaceful mind. So I have a few key scriptures that we're going to cover all month long, and I'm just going to read those really quick. Proverbs 31, 17, it's talking about that virtuous woman, and it says she girds herself with strength, spiritual, mental, and physical fitness for her God-given task and makes her arms strong and firm. That's Proverbs 31, 17. But another translation says she girds her loins with strength. So a lot of times when you see that, it's talking about she's girding herself with strength spiritually, mentally, and physically. And it says, um, that's one translation, she girds her loins with strength. Um, Ephesians 6.14 says, stand therefore having your loins gird about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. And then um, 1 Peter 1.13 says, Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So all three of these scriptures are talking about strength, but it's also talking about girding it up. So what does that mean exactly? Well, uh, if you look at this in the Greek, and, and I invite you to do so, but if you look at it in the Greek, what it's talking about, it's, it's referencing back in that time when people would wear long robes. And when it was time to do something physical that required strength or run a race or something like that, they would have to take these long, loose hanging robes and gird them up. It says, gird the loins of your mind up, gird them up and tuck them in so that they didn't cause them to stumble or fall or slow them down. So we see how do you gird your mind with strength and with truth. Um, 
Peter says to be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace um, that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So over and over, we're seeing to be sober, be aware, and then gird the loins of your mind with truth and with strength. Um, That being said, we're going to kind of now move on in, that being our base, uh, we're going to move on into this um, identifying areas of weak thinking, loose areas that can trip us up. So how do we do that? How do we identify in ourselves weak places, places that are weak in our thinking, places that are not strong, that do not have truth in them, and they can actually cause us to trip and stumble and fall. Um, Proverbs 4 says, guard your heart above all else, for out of it flows everything. You know, as I was studying this, and this, it it kind of feels a little um, disconnected, but this story kept coming up on the inside as I'm studying this. Back in the Old Testament, it's in Numbers, I believe it's in Numbers 22, um, around numbers 22, I want to say through 24, there is a story of a man named Balaam and Balaam was sent by the, um, enemies of Israel. They sent for him to speak a cursing or to curse Israel. Well, first he delayed in his coming. He didn't want to go. But they're offering him all this money and all these treasures. And he's like, you know, even if you give me all these things, I can really only say what God allows me to say. Um, And I'm really paraphrasing. I encourage you to go read the whole story. It's a great story. So anyways, he finally, he goes. And once he gets there, he reiterates that he can only speak what God has allowed him to speak. And he ends up blessing the children of Israel three times. And this king is very angry with him because he said, I've sent you to curse them and you keep blessing them. And it's so funny because he would, he would say, well, you're too close to them. Let's move a little further away from them. And then maybe God will let you curse them. And he's like, well, let's move over here and maybe God will let you curse them. But see, God doesn't change. The truth of God will never change. No matter how you position it, No matter how you try to change the perspective or what you're seeing, God's truth doesn't change. See, he thought that if he could just change the perspective a little bit, that it it would be easier for him to curse him. You know, he can really do this. He just doesn't want to. So let me get him a little further away. But that wasn't working. Every time he would bless them. Well, finally, um, this king is so angry. And we see in Revelation 2 what happened because in Numbers 25, we see that the children of Israel then begin to marry this the enemy's daughters. Uh, they begin to marry them. They begin to take on their customs, their idol worship. Basically, they started living like the world. Okay, as Christians, that's what it was like. We we begin to adopt the world into our lives. We didn't completely get rid of God, but we're just bringing some of the world into our lives, right? So that's what the children of Israel begin to do, and we see that in Numbers 25. But if you go and read in Revelation 2, we kind of get a little bit of a backstory of what happened. And what happened was that Balaam, 
And this is the, the Balaam you're thinking of, the Balaam with the donkey, you know, the donkey that spoke. And the reason the donkey spoke is because he was going somewhere God didn't want him to go. God did not want him to go curse the children of Israel. So that's that whole story that you've heard since you were a little kid, probably. Anyways, we read in Revelation 2 that Balaam gave them a route to get them to curse themselves. He's like, hey, listen, you can't curse what God has blessed. That's impossible. But what you can do is you can get them to curse themselves. It can't come from the outside, but it can come from the inside. And that's why I think it's so important that we strengthen our minds because no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against us shall be put to shame. Nothing by shall any means harm you. Those are the promises that we have. But what can happen is, again, Proverbs 4, guard your heart above all else, for out of it flows everything. He can get us. If he can get us to adopt some things, bring some things into our thinking, some wrong thinking, some weak thinking, and get it in our mouths, we can curse ourselves. So I think that is important to look at it from this perspective. Why is it so important that we learn how to develop a strong mind? Because the enemy has no right, no authority in our lives. but. He is known for a very long time how to get in and what's going to work. And if we choose, see, we've always been given a free will and the power of choice. So if we choose these things, then we choose the curse ourselves. So what, Psalm 139 in this, so say you're, now we want to know, Lord, we want to know what these areas of weak thinking are in our lives. We want you to reveal them to us. So Psalm 139, 23, 24 is a prayer by David, King David. And it says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So what you have to do is invite the Holy Spirit in to search you and reveal your heart. Now, you're going to hear people say all the time, oh, don't ask for patience, don't ask for this, don't ask for that. Guys, there's a scripture that says, if you ask God for something in your life, he is not going to give you something evil. When you ask for patience, he is not a bad father that is going to abuse you with every type of situation out there just to kind of teach you a lesson, don't ever ask for patience again. I don't like that. So I think anytime that we ask for something good from the Father, He's going to give us something good. And patience is a fruit of the Spirit. So really that comes from spending time with Him. Um, We will develop patience as we watch Him and learn of Him and let Him lead and guide us into things. So invite the Holy Spirit in to search you and reveal your heart. Don't be afraid to do that. The Holy Spirit will not reveal more than you can handle at any one time. So believe me, all of us have so many things in our lives that the Holy Spirit could expose, but he's not an exposer, right? He wants to come in and renew and heal and restore us. So he is not going to reveal anything any more than we can handle at any one time. So if you ask him to reveal your heart, he's going to show you what you're ready for. 
and what you are capable through him what you're capable of dealing with. I remember one time someone said dealing with these issues of our soul without the Holy Spirit is like having surgery without anesthesia. I believe that. There's a lot of things in our life that without him, without his presence, without his love um, with us, it would be very difficult to deal with. What I have found is he deals with things in stages, but we must deal with them. We cannot ignore his promptings or his gentle leading. So we have recognized, one, that it's very important that we identify these weak areas of thinking, um, things that are trying to trip us up, loose. It's like those loose garments. You're trying to run a race and you've got all these loose things hanging around you and it's causing you to trip and slow you down. So it's very important that we deal with these and we see why with the story of Balaam, because nothing can come against us. But if we don't deal with what's inside of us, we can allow certain things into our lives. Just know this, he is with you and he is in you. He said that I'm not just with you anymore. I am in you. So when we, I encourage you, read your Bible, study it. Because the word of God is just that. It is his living word. It is alive and powerful. Hebrews 4 says the word of God is quick. It's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing piercing even to the dividing of soul and spirit. See, our soul and spirit is so connected that the only thing that can divide them is the word of God. And it says, and the joints and the marrows, and it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. God's word will reveal your heart. It will help you discern between your spirit man and your soul. And it is so important to know the difference. I am at a place right now that I am beginning to recognize when my soul is speaking especially if it's in an unrenewed area, I recognize it pretty quick because it does not agree with the word of God. And listen, it can feel, you can feel very strongly about something out of your soul. Your soul can have some really high emotions attached to something, but if it is not agreeing with God's word, then it is an area of your soul that needs to be renewed and healed. If our desires are in direct disagreement with God's word, then we need to be renewed in that area of our thinking, feeling, and seeing. There's a saying, don't believe everything you think. Don't believe everything you feel. (laughs) I'm going to add that one to it. Don't believe everything you feel. And don't believe everything you see. You know, what did Satan do with Eve in the garden? He had her look at it first. Look at it. Oh, it looks good for food. That's I'm seeing. It looks good. Then what did he do? He began to speak to her and he began to um, deal with her in her thinking. And he began to twist and change the things that God had said. It wasn't true. But he also, he came at her with things that was important to her. And what was that being like God? She wanted to be like God. She was like God. She was more like God. (laughs) It said that she was created in his image and likeness, that God created male and female, and he created them in his image and likeness. But 
Satan, of course, was trying to twist it and make her think something other than the truth. So if our desires are in direct disagreement with God's word, then we need to be renewed in that area of our thinking, feeling, and seeing. Don't be concerned about this. God is great at speaking to us. Remember, he used Balaam's donkey to speak to him. And what had happened? God was trying to get Balaam to listen and say, just don't even go there. Because what happened when Balaam stuck around, he eventually revealed how they could curse themselves. See, even though he didn't speak a direct curse to over the people of God, he told them how the, he told the enemy how to infiltrate from the inside out God's people to influence them, to bring things into their life that should never be there. So God will do a great job of speaking to you. He used the donkey. I think Balaam should have turned around right then. But I'm not judging him because I've got plenty of my own where I kept on. God's trying to speak to me and I am plowing ahead, you know, just completely going off my own feelings, my own desires. I'm not proud of that, but I've done it more times than I can count. God's word is like a mirror mirror, and it shows us truth. Not just how we feel or perceive a thing. It shows us something as it truly is. God's word is like a mirror and it will show us truth. And remember that God's word will heal and restore us. Don't underestimate the power of God's work. It is dynamic in its working. I'm going to say this to you right now. God's word is powerful. And as you read it and as you speak it over yourself, just know that it is doing a work in your heart and in your mind. You don't have to see it. You don't have to feel it to know that it's working. I, a lot of times it says that God's word is medicine over there in Proverbs 4 again, and it brings healing to all of our flesh. So when you read God's word, it brings healing into your life. I liken it to when, if you've ever been on any type of medication, say an antibiotic, and they'll give you that first dose and they say, you're going to have to be on this for 24 hours before, you know, you don't feel, before you're no longer contagious. And then you have to take it. I mean, right on schedule for however long, if it's five to 10 days, You have to consistently take it, even if you're feeling better, because it has to do a complete work. Well, that is God's word in our hearts and in our minds. Take it consistently every day. That first dose, you may not feel anything, but just know it's doing its work. It's quick. It's powerful. It's alive. And it said that it's, it's going down and it's discerning between But it is discerning the thoughts and the intents of your heart. And he is a good father and he's going to show you what that is. He's going to lovingly help you with the Holy Spirit to deal with these things. And he's going to walk you through it. He is so good and gracious. He is not um, angry with us. He He is a loving father that wants us to do the things that he created us for a long time ago. Thank you so much for joining me today. Join me next week. And we're going to talk about renewing those areas, girding them up. How do we renew that? How do we make them stronger? Today, we learned how to identify it and why it's important. Next week, we're going to learn how to renew them and gird them up. Thanks again for joining me. I hope you have a very blessed week. 
and I will see you next week.